Hey there, Canes and Flames fan. I am Jared Ellis, and I'm joined by Jess from Locked on Flames. And it is time to talk about some Canes and Flames potential trades. But before we get into all that, today's episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet bet visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started now how are you doing today first off jess i'm good how are you i am doing well enjoying the day off doing some house cleaning you know how it goes real adult stuff yeah real real adult stuff honestly um but you know we're obviously here to talk about potential trades between our respective teams Mm -hmm. but before we dive into that we do want to talk about what both these teams honestly need to go after at the trade deadline. Um, why don't you kick us off, Jess? Uh, what do the Flames need at the trade deadline? I think realistically they're going to have to uh, tighten up the back end. Their defense mm-hmm. is something that is good on paper, and it is, it's very, like, their top four are great. But the third pairing, it does seem a little leaky sometimes, and it's only natural. But I feel like defense and assuming Elias Lindholm departs, they're going to need someone for that top line and someone that can shoot and isn't afraid to shoot. Hmm. What about the Canes? Yeah, I feel like for the Hurricanes, it's kind of obvious and it has been pretty much all season and that is they need to go after a goalie at the trade deadline it is uh it's been a uh first half it's been a very uh Jacqueline Hyde first half the first half of the first half of the season uh well first quarter of the season I guess you would say um it it was really rough for the Hurricanes they they looked like Swiss cheese out there defensively. Fraudulent. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was rough. This was like, they did not look like the team that was going into the season as the preseason Stanley Cup favorites mm-hmm. at all. And, you know, you had Brenda Moore, Stahl, and then other guys calling out, you know, guys in the media saying that folks need to go look in the mirror. Folks aren't buying in. Stars aren't stepping up. And, yeah, it took a couple games after their players only meeting, but they have since turned it around and look like the team we expect them to look like. They are just a couple points back in second place of the Metro. Um, and stars are playing like stars. Fetch and Aho are tearing the league up right now. Um, but the goaltending situation has still been a question mark throughout. Obviously, Freddie Anderson has been out since the very beginning of November with his blood clotting issue. Um, he has been cleared to skate, but there's still no timetable on when or if he'll return. Um, Auntie Ranta, he has since improved his game, but he got sent down to the AHL for a little bit. Pyotr Kachekov, he was coming on really, really strong, really hitting his stride. And then the other night against the Ducks, he is gets knocked out of that game. Now he is in, out indefinitely in concussion protocol. Yanni Peretz is getting uh, caught or has been called up at this point. Auntie Ronto will be getting the start um, tonight as of when we're recording against the Penguins. So 
Goaltending situation is rough for the Hurricanes right now, um, and they're really going to have to do something. And then, of course, it's a conversation every single year. They need to go out and get a true goal score. They have a lot of pass-first guys. Has improved as of late, but uh, they we've seen how it goes with this team. Yeah, I think – I feel like Carolina has historically been one of those teams that – could always use that extra bump in mm-hmm. goaltending and not saying, you know, in the past things have been as bad as they are now, but I'm kind of glad things are as bad as they are right now. Uh, that, that way my team yeah. can benefit yeah. from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely been a weird season for them mm-hmm. um, this year, obviously you know, this year, as with the past few, a lot of turnover in the off season, new guys coming in and, and uh, a particular case, someone coming, coming back. back. Um, and now he's no longer in the lineup. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about him at all. Um, but yeah, they've found their groove um, offensively as mm-hmm. of late. So that need for that true goal score isn't there as, as much as it would, would have been. Um, you know, just a couple months ago, right. defensively, they really found their groove that the pairing of Dmitry Orlov and Jalen Chatfield, they have really developed some chemistry. They have, which is something I was kind of saying all along, they needed to pick Orlov, a defensive partner and stick with it so they can build that chemistry and not constantly be flip flopping in and out because it was Orlov's first season here too. You know, he's still getting used to everything. Yeah, and I mean, for those who don't know, I am a Bruins fan first mm-hmm. and then Flames fan. So I got the pleasure of watching uh, Dmitry Orlov a, a lot last season. And he he's definitely one of the players that does need that consistency uh, because some people just don't immediately mesh with what they're working with. Mm-hmm. And that I'm glad that things are working out for him in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's taken a little bit for him to get going, mm-hmm. but yeah, he he's gotten there and it's definitely being enjoyable to watch. Now on the flame side of things, yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, y- y'all's third pairing needing, um, you know, someone, you know, some work there. Now, obviously we'll get into, who on the Canes you would want, but just as a whole, is there anyone that you have your eye on uh, that you would want the Flames to go after league-wide? Oh, league-wide? Uh, that's so hard because I feel like, yes, but it's so unrealistic. Like, I can't mm-hmm. just be like, oh, Charlie McAvoy, you are now a Calgary <laughs> yeah. Flame, or, yeah. you know, Adam Fox, yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to be a Calgary Flame, but now you mm-hmm. are one or Kale McCarr even, like, Mm -hmm. there's just, there's definitely better ways that they could go about Mm -hmm. that than my, you know, general manager approach. But Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm just going to say Brett Pesci, his name has been floated around Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And I'm I'm not, I don't hate that. Yeah, I I don't either. And you're bringing up him. So that feels like a, Perfect segue to go into who the Calgary Flames would want from the Carolina Hurricanes. But before we dive into that, I do, of course, want to tell you guys about FanDuel. Now, 
the NFL season, regular season has since wrapped up and it's playoff time now, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use. And there's so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and more. And of course, you can also you know, bet on your favorite NHL team, whether it's the Hurricanes, the Flames, someone else. You also got NBA going on right now. MLB will be back before we know it. Time flies these days. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Now, Jess, you just mentioned Brett Pesci, um, and that was one that I will be talking about later on in a return for the Calgary Flames as well. Um, but what... Why do you want Brett Pesci? I mean, obviously, that's you know kind of a dumb question. Of course, I know why. Yeah, he's a great player. He's a great just person to have in your organization as well. But you know, elaborate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think obviously, like you said, great guy, great player. Mm-hmm. But with this is me going off the assumption that they trade Noah Hannafin. Mm-hmm. This even though that's probably not where things are leaning at this moment, we're just, again, hypotheticals. But, I mean, even if it's not hypothetical, mm-hmm. no, whatever. No Hanfin doesn't get traded. Brett Pesci, you're still more than welcome in this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he he's only 29, I believe, and has two years left on his deal. So that would be pretty beneficial, I would say, for the Flames because they aren't – looking at uh you know getting any older than they already are and that it's not a, a rental you know you do get that extra year with it too did i lie good cat friendly lie to me yeah i think he's on an expiring one jess <laughs> oh shoot well cat friendly thank you okay yeah. um no, that's his 2425. Oh, he's, wow. Who am I? He's thinking? a UFA. Okay. I'm thinking of Brady Shea. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll take him too. That's fine. He was going to mm-hmm. be another player I brought up, but um, no, I think Brett Pesci is, again, uh, culture is something that is so important in the Flames locker room. And I've never heard anything bad about Brett Pesci. In fact, it's yeah. always been the opposite that he is someone that. Uh, you know, a leader and he brings those intangibles that coaches love. And if he can do what he does in Carolina, in Calgary, things would go great for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brett Pesci, he's definitely one that has been floated around in trade rumors really since the off season um, because of his contract status of it coming up soon. And you know, him wanting to go one particular way with it, the Hurricanes uh, not necessarily wanting to commit to that. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely one that I think could, is definitely going to be on the table. We haven't heard much about it really since kind of after you know, like the first month of the season. It Pretty much all the talk of that died down just because they're 
focused on the season at that point. Uh, so we haven't really heard much about it, you know, good or bad, which right. could either be good or bad. You know, kind of don't know. Um, but just kind of operating on where we we're at, you know, it was very much looking like things were getting close and they weren't getting close. Kind of like you know, the whole uh, Vladimir Tarasenko deal. Uh, you know, it looked like that was almost about to be a lock to happen. Then, you know, he fires his agent and then goes to <laughs> Ottawa. You know, it is just one of those things. It was so much back and forth through the offseason, not knowing what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is he just going to get traded? Are they going to get something done? So, yeah, he's one I could t- definitely one of the guys I could definitely see being on the table for sure of uh, potentially getting moved this offseason. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, do you see any of the forwards that are this year or next year uh, yes. coming up on, you know, potentially being traded? Because yeah. I, who? Um, I could, uh, obviously a guy like Sebastian Ajo, Andre Sveshkov, those yeah. guys aren't getting touched at all. Um, but uh, kind of the biggest name would be Tavo Teravainen um, because he is on an expiring deal. Uh, his production has kind of been up and down over uh, the past couple of years. Obviously, he has dealt with injury, um, but yeah, he's just one of those guys. You know, he's getting older too. Um, would the Hurricanes be willing to commit uh, to him long term, as you know they were some other guys? Um, so he's one I could definitely see being on the table because. Especially, you know, whether it's a trade with the Flames or someone else, if you want to get good, you got to give good. Uh, And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of folks are going to have to realize now, especially with the team being in the position that it's in. You know, you're in a you're not a fire sale deadline anymore like you were 10 years ago. Um, You know, this is you know a team that is looking to contend. And if you want to get you know, that next piece, you know, whether it be Elias Lindholm or someone, you know, on another team, you're going to have to give up good to get a good player. And depending on that player you're going to get, you may have to give up a couple good players as well. Yeah. And I think realistically for the Flames, what they're looking for is either a roster player that can obviously jump in immediately or a high-end prospect that you know, can get acclimated with the Wranglers and then mm-hmm. if they make the postseason, make the jump and potentially a draft pick because that is really where they need to start stockpiling and working from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree there. And I, I think you know, all of those things, there are things the Hurricanes would be willing to part with, honestly. You know, I already mentioned Tavo, you know, as far as, you know, someone that's, already on the NHL roster um, and, you know, you know, as being a guy that could go to Calgary and just be ready to go immediately. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's, he's also a guy, you know, you mentioned about um, them wanting to develop young guys. Obviously Tavo, you know, can be a bit uh, unemotional uh, and just not like people. Uh, very antisocial sometimes. He's a great meme guy to have on your team. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that is obviously still 
he still has gas left in the tank, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but yeah, he's been around the league for a long time. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's had a lot of playoff success. So if you are wanting you know, to have someone there that can help and give that experience and that wisdom to younger guys, that could be really beneficial because you also look at you know who he has learned from on the Canes. You know, he's learned mm-hmm. from Justin Williams. He's learned from Rod Burnamore and Jordan Stahl. You look at these guys there and you see how it's helped him, Andre Sveshkov, Sebastian Ajo, mm-hmm. and yet that could be a, a great thing to help the Flames long-term, even after Tavo could be potentially done there. Yeah, I think, again, that is something that I'm sure the Flames would explore because they are, I hate calling players like placeholders because that feels so like dehumanizing, but sometimes in the short term, that's what people are. You are a placeholder until they find something within the system or in in a trade, whatever, to kind of take your spot. And I think with that kind of experience as a Stanley Cup champion, as someone who has had those deep playoff runs and comes from the Canes culture, that is something that uh, Nick and I actually talked a lot about on Friday's episode was how important, you know, having a good locker room is and what makes a good locker room a good locker room. And I think plucking someone like, Turbo would be great and mm-hmm. putting, putting them there. So guys like Connor Zary, Jacob Pelletier, Dustin Wolf, Matt Coronado, Martin Pospisil can learn from. And mm-hmm. they do have that within their organization with Blake Coleman and Kadri, but what's one more? Mm-hmm. And then also you look at Tavo and yeah, he is definitely a, a pass first guy, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, with that, he's also great at creating plays. And then when he does choose to actually shoot the puck, he's got a heck of a shot too. And he can rack up the goals when he wants to. It's just him not always wanting to. That's yeah. And that, I guess that's the downside too, because the flames have so many players like that where Mm -hmm. it's not, it wouldn't be beneficial to add, at least in my eyes, again, not a general manager. I could never be a general manager, but to have someone with basically just this same set of skills as the rest of your forward group that you're trying to improve. It's not, unless you can truly get him to start shooting first and change his game and teach an old dog new tricks. I I don't know how realistic it would be. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. Um, I definitely think, you know, regardless, I definitely think he would be on the table. 100%. Um, you know, because there's definitely some other guys as well that I'm, you know, just kind of thinking of that could potentially be guys that uh, get moved. Um, I am going to look to see how old he is real quick. Um, he is 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely... You know, got some age on him, but still some youth on him as well. Um, But yeah, he's definitely one I would. He'd definitely be in the mix for a trade as well. And like I said, there's some other guys 
um, one particular one, you know, I, I don't know if it'd be as much of the case right now, simply, you know, because things to be seem to be going a little bit better now, but mm-hmm. definitely during the playoffs, he asked for a trade. Uh, and that is Jack Drury. Um, you know, obviously, you know, still really young, uh, mm-hmm. still on his entry level deal. Um, so he would be very cheap. Uh, you know, he's centering the fourth line right now, but it's already asked for a trade recently. Um, you know, obviously, and that was last playoffs. Yeah. So is that still there? He is getting more playing time than he was last year, but you kind of already have that stuff there. You know, obviously, we know absolutely nothing about what was going on in the locker room earlier this season, but with him already being kind of frustrated. Maybe, you know, just the way things were going at the time, that was just adding to it. Um, mm-hmm. So he's a guy I could definitely see being on the market. Um, and really just kind of anyone with the exception of Aha, Sveshnikov. Um, what about Fast? Yeah, uh, Jesper Foss, I definitely could see. He does have a no trade clause. So um so that could be tricky. Um, but I do think with the right deal, that could be one. There's really not a lot of untouchables, uh, honestly. Aho, Sveshnikov, I would throw Jarvis in there and mm-hmm. then Slavin. And yeah. maybe and maybe Kochekov as well. Um, I really just kind of see, I think there would definitely be guys that would be harder to get. Like, you know, um, Coking Emmy, uh, obviously, you know, his deal. Um, but, you know, they're kind of invested in him long term. Natchez, I could see being a guy that could be a little difficult to get. He has had a bit of a rough season this year, but um, just long term, uh, their outlook for him. Stahl, obviously, yes, he's old, um, but <laughs> he is their captain. You know, he's a guy that has been with the, franchise for over a decade you know a guy like that you're always gonna have issues trying to get and that honestly if he would even want to go because he has a modified no trade deal same with martin fast as well already mentioned um uh burns i think would be difficult to get uh and then orlov simply you know they just gave him such a fat deal like they're Mm -hmm. not gonna move him yet unless you were offering like connor mcdavid yeah, and that that makes sense. But uh, I think it's time to talk about what the Canes might want in return here. Yes. Coming up right after this. But first, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite apps that I use whenever I am looking to get into a sporting event, concert, theater, comedy show, last minute. And that would be game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer last-minute deals with all-in pricing, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. I really like that I can just see my view from my seat, especially when I'm going to new venues or if it's, uh, it's a concert, there's a stage, or if it's a hockey game, whatever the case may be. It's it's truly beneficial. So you know there's not going to be some sort of obstructed view. And mm-hmm. you 
You can uh, get those all in prices to show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you even check out. And I like that you have the opportunity to buy tickets after the event is start. The event starts. Um, they sell tickets up to an hour after, and it is the perfect place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Absolutely. I love using game time. Uh, but, you know, getting into the Canes uh, and who they would want in the Flames, there's two names that stick out to me, really. We've kind of already mentioned one. That is, of course, Elias Lindholm coming back to the Hurricanes. Obviously, get got sent over years ago in the Dougie Hamilton trade. Um, has since blossomed you know, into a really, really good player. And it, his name has kind of been one that's floated around for it feels like you know the past year year and a half mm -hmm. as one that could come back to the hurricanes um yeah it's obviously a totally different regime now as opposed to when he was originally here um so that could you know help in that regard of him wanting to come back because i think he may have a modified no trade clause i'm not 100 percent sure i don't there. think so yeah um I, I couldn't remember with him with his deal. There's so many guys that do and don't. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's obviously one that I think a lot of folks would want to see. I think he would fill a really good spot. And as we talked about already, Tavo Teravine, you know, I think he would be a guy that would be part of the deal mm -hmm. that would get Lind home. So you figure, you know, that spot on that first or second line right now it's been the first um you know Lindholm would then just kind of slot in there um and you know on right side i believe yeah you know, he normally plays center though correct correct yeah uh that ain't gonna change um that would be like the one tricky thing um you know, if you're wanting him on top line you're not moving Sebastian Ajo that's just not gonna happen he is a second line center on mm -hmm. any good team. Yeah, I definitely could see Kokanyemi getting moved. Um, you know, whether it be um them, it should you know Jack Drury be a part of that trade. Um, you kind of move stall down to your fourth line center, Kokanyemi to your third, and then put Lindholm in on your second. I could see that being the case. Or Cooking Emmy has experience playing on the wing, so you could just move him there and move Lindholm there in the uh, second line center position. And then, of course, you know, you can obviously you know, flip in and out too. You know, Cooking Emmy, you know, it is getting better at that role. Um, still has a ways to go though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Tavo would totally be a part of that deal. Um, Drury, I could see being in it as well because that's definitely going to be a deal where they have to send multiple pieces. Yeah. Um, they're de they definitely have to send an NHL player. I feel Tavo really feels like the obvious pick there. You did mention Pesci earlier. Um, 
Jay or excuse me, Teravine and Pesci seems like it could be a bit steep. It does. Um, but I definitely feel like you Teravine seems like the better. It's like Teravine and, and Drury uh, or Pesci and Drury. I could mm -hmm. see that. Or of course, you know, draft pick. I think that's something that would always be on the table. Yeah. Um, you know, a particular prospect that I felt you know could be in need of a change of scenery would be Ryan Suzuki. He's kind of been one that he's dealt with injury a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So I do give him that. Um, but, you know, he's a first round pick, um, you know, just a handful of years ago. And he has since you know, gotten passed by a lot um, in terms of you know, like, oh, it's time you know, to you know call this guy up. He's passed over. If you remember back in like you know the uh, COVID sh uh, shortened season, like not the one that got cut short because of the bubble, but the fifty-six. Um, the one, yes, that one when um, they had to have like half their team be an AHL roster. He was not one of them. He was cut, or he was initially on the bubble roster, but he was since flipped out with someone else. I forget who it was. Um, but he's just been one that has gotten passed over a lot. Again, mm -hmm. I know injuries with him. So I could definitely see him just needing a change of scenery, go somewhere else where he could get more of an opportunity. Um, you know, could that be Calgary? I don't know. Um, but what would uh, Calgary want in return for Elias Lindholm? That's a really good question. I, again, I think it would be a roster player with a high-end prospect. Or a roster player with a draft pick, with or uh, prospect and two draft picks. Mm -hmm. I I am not good at evaluating trades. I just know yeah. that trading Elias Lindholm to the Columbus Blue Jackets for the third overall pick was never going to happen. So, and I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing for a trade uh, to come to fruition for Lindholm is he wants the verbal agreement that they're going to extend him. Mm -hmm. Has he come down from wanting $9 million? I don't know. That is an absurd amount of money for him, even after he had that, I think it was like 88-point season or something two years ago. Uh, he hasn't been able to repeat that. And he what he's not going to unless he finds you know those two elite wingers again but mm -hmm. I think realistically Carolina would be an, an attractive destination for him I know that he obviously was drafted by them played there for a little bit wasn't there for too long before getting shipped off to Calgary but I know that there are personal aspects to why he might also choose somewhere that is not as uh, isolated and cold as Calgary. Mm -hmm. So I, I yeah. get it. It's there's no hard feelings there. And that's the thing. Like there's the human element to this. And uh, Flames general manager, Craig Conroy touched on this in an interview earlier, or sorry, last week when he talked about, I want to do right by my guys. I, I don't want either side of this trade to feel like, He's playing a gentleman's game. He's being maybe a little too considerate sometimes. But mm -hmm. whatever gets the trade done. 
Yeah, uh, honestly, I think the main issue there with uh, Lindholm um, would be, you know, like you mentioned, the money. Um, you know, they would have to. I'm on cap friendly as now, right now on the other monitor. Um, as of right now with their current roster, yeah, they have like projected 1.4 million in cap space, so they would have to move a Teravine or a Pesci you know, to make that space. Um, but then, like you said, the long-term agreement, would that be something the Hurricanes would, one, be willing, and then, two, be able to do long-term? That's just something we'd have to wait and see. I know the cap is going up this offseason, and then it's going to continue going up. So mm-hmm. long-term, yeah, they probably could do it, but would they be able to, you know, this offseason? Right you know? Right. Um, yeah. But the other one um, that I did want to touch on was not one that I initially thought about, um, but is has since kind of gained some traction. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, at the top of the episode, um, you know, with Freddie Anderson's health issues, uh, Auntie Rata, you know, we call him Father Finn, but you know, Father Time catching up to Father Finn, you know, he's on the wrong side of thirty. Um, mm-hmm. Injuries catching up. Already had a AHL stint this season, and now. Kochekov being out indefinitely. The Hurricanes already needed to get a goalie at the deadline, but yesterday uh, Kevin Weeks you know, decided to add some fuel to goalie trade fire, um, and that was tweeting out a picture of <laughs> Jacob Markstrom with an eyeball emoji. Um, and the Hurricanes could definitely use a good goalie right now. Um you know what we, a movement clause yeah that's a interesting one um yeah. and one that i again like you said there's full no trade clause so i don't think it's gonna happen um i just have that fun to talk about honestly yeah. um you know because it is something the hurricanes needed you know the other yeah you know, well there were two other guys one you know Elvis Merzlingas of Columbus. I think that one could be a possibility. Yeah. Let's see. Um, and then the other, probably not a possibility now, because he also got hurt in the same game, and that was John Gibson uh, from just, Anaheim. Um, so it was one after one. another last week, and then like yeah. four in the same game. Yes. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I like John Gibson. I'd love to see him in a Hurricanes uniform. Yeah, but I don't see that happening now because I don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, yeah, I think Merzling is definitely the most likely. But Markstrom, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, with that no move clause, uh, he is also thirty three, carries a six million dollar cap hit. Um, so it's not like he would be a rental chasing a ring type mm-hmm. thing. Um. So I, he's also one I definitely would see Carolina having to give a pretty penny in return yeah. as well. Uh, it definitely would not come cheap at all. I think yeah, that would be one. I Like we said already, Tara Vinan's going to be in that trade. Right. Pesci would be in the trade. Shea, potentially Drury, Suzuki, other prospects. like that, Your whole but, roster. Yeah, it would have to be... Carolina would definitely get a have to give a lot. It would be a haul. Um, yeah, I, I definitely would see Tara Vinan or Pesci 
um, then along with maybe Brady Shade, Jack Drury draft pick, something like that. It would be a lot that they would have to give up. Um, unless there, yeah, it would be a lot unless there was just like some sort of crazy falling out between the Flames and Markstrom, where it was best for just for them, like you know, yeah, you know, just throw their hands up part ways you know mm-hmm. yeah you know, send him where he would want to go pretty much oh i yeah. want to go to raleigh you know right. and you know do that but again he's also 33 years old six million dollar cap hit um and you're kind of looking at kochekov taking the reins as the number one you know probably when uh, well, I was originally going to say when this deal for Freddie Anderson is up, but you know that's super up in the air. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know what's going to happen there. Um, you know, it's looking like all right, you know, he's the third wheel this year. Auntie Ranta had only signed the one, so Kochekov is the number two next year, and then he takes over the number one following that. Uh, but there's no telling with that. But they are invested of him being the long-term future not you know a six million dollar veteran goaltender at this point um and then that also you know kind of throws in you know with with Linkus, you know he wants to be you know the starting goalie um and his his player card is all in red yeah yeah it's yeah i mean yeah, you know, he's on Columbus. You know, it's not necessarily the best situation to be in. And, you know, I think you know, things could potentially improve just with having the Hurricanes defense in front of them. You look at, right. you know, a lot of the other guys that have played behind it and then left, Mrazic, Reimer, McElhane. Well, McElhane did win a Stanley Cup in Tampa, but um, Nedeljkovic, uh, it pains me to say that one too, but... Yeah. Um, you know, you look at these guys that, you know, were great behind them, but then they go somewhere else where the defense isn't as good, you know, it struck, yeah. it hurts them, but you can also make the case there that playing behind them definitely helps those goalies as well improve. So, you know, could Merzlinkness improve in Carolina? Maybe, you know, um, Respectful. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it'd be an interesting thing to see happen for them. But yeah, the Markstrom's trade, I don't see that happening. It's just fun to talk about. Yeah. Lindholm would be you know, the uh, most realistic there. And mm-hmm. even still, the Hurricanes are going to have to play some cap gymnastics um, for sure. Obviously, anything can happen. I say it all the time. Wayne Gretzky got traded. Anybody can get traded. Yeah, no one's safe. Yeah, it's you. You have to. I mean, you're safe if you have a no movement and no trade clause, and you don't want to waive it. That's fine. I, I don't mm-hmm. care. I fully respect that decision. Um, but if, if they, they traded Jonathan Huberto, who mm-hmm. I thought was going to be a Panther for life, but mm-hmm. yeah. I- traded him you know and anything can happen so mm-hmm. we could be right on the money with these we could be completely and totally off um yeah. 
ultimately, we'll yeah, ultimately, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Uh, obviously, still a lot of hockey between now and the trade deadline, so anything can happen. Um, you know, as we're seeing unfold in real time, you know, Hurricanes goaltending is just getting, you know, more and more hurt. Um, so anything can happen, but make sure you are following the lockdown hurricanes along at LO underscore hurricanes, myself at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and Jess, where can everyone find you? Yes, uh, you can find me on X at Jess Belmosto. Uh, I don't really use the show's Twitter account, so just at Jess Belmosto is the best place to find me. Uh, And of course, on YouTube and wherever you listen to Locked on Hurricanes, just Locked on Flames. Yep. And of course, you guys as well, wherever you listen to Locked on Hurricanes, you can go listen to Locked on Flames as well. And we will talk to you in the next episode, folks.